consider uh, as far away from God as possible. And what we're going to say is, where is God moving in hip hop? So we started with this. We started with Chance the Rapper. Wow, that was a long time ago. We yeah. did Chance. We did Kanye. We're glad we got that out of the way. Um, then we did, we just what, has Kanye up. been saying things online? He's been saying some things that we're happy that wow. we wasn't doing when oh, we were talking interesting. about it. Um, and then we just did <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. And so we want to spend this month doing just kind of all over. Yeah, we're kind of going to bounce around. Yeah, yeah so we're going to do some history of hip-hop. We're going to go back to original 80s, late 70s, some of the first uh, um, culturally aware hip-hop. We're going to, today, we're going to do Tupac, and this is kind of fitting. Uh, because Tupac was Kendrick Lamar's idol. And uh, just to kind of introduce you to this concept, we did an album called To Pimp a Butterfly, um, which if you listen to, who's listened to the whole album of To Pimp a Butterfly? A couple people. So at the very end, throughout the album, he's been telling this poem. The whole album is built around the poem. There's different lines. At the very end, it's revealed that he is reading that poem to Tupac. And he has found this old interview, and he begins to ask him questions and prompt him, and it just kind of, captures this moment of how much he looked up to this guy. On top of that fun fact, originally the album was supposed to be called uh, To Pimp a Caterpillar, yeah. to spell out Tupac, uh, but decided it was a little too on the nose, and so changed it around. So this is important. Um, I'm gonna not lead as much <coughs> from now on because this is not something I'm as familiar with. Okay. But I'm gonna let Patrick so dive in. So we're gonna listen to a couple songs from Tupac. Actually, the songs we're gonna to listen to today are, if you got the email, you saw the songs we're gonna to listen to. They're not what I would consider songs that people would would know right off the bat, like Tupac's known for a lot of songs. Uh, these two songs are, I would say if you're a fan, you definitely have heard of these songs, but if you're just someone who just knows of Tupac, you for sure haven't heard of these songs. Uh, Tupac, of course, um, I mean, for some, uh, he is in debate for being the greatest rapper of all time. Um, for me, he is. Uh, some people say Biggie. We can talk about that in a minute. Uh, after class, that's fine. But uh, there's some really interesting about Tupac. I mean, he uh, studied English, uh, was a huge, huge, I mean, it's documented uh, Shakespeare fan. He said, oh, I think a quote once said that, Said, look at Romeo and Juliet. That's some gangsters, and uh, <laughs> and so he loved he loved Shakespeare. Knew so much about Shakespeare's works. Um, a very complicated man. He he is not someone who, uh, especially in the '90s, I would say, the the hip hop artists were even more complex and complicated than the artists that are today. As far as like they were doing real like dangerous and wild things. Like today's hip hop artists, they do some things, but like these 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 dudes were were uh, still heavily 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 gang affiliated in a lot of ways, loosely or very much directly. Drugs, um, so much so much complicated thing. I mean, even his whole. Um, his whole arrangement of why he got on death row, like we could go, I could talk about, I mean, we could talk about that for a whole class, which we're not, but uh, know that there's a wealth of information about Tupac Shakur, and know that he also got into acting, some of you have probably seen some of his films, uh, Poetic Justice, um, uh, and several others, uh, to name a few, or just to name that one, uh, that's just a really good one, because they had Janet Jackson in it. 
you gotta mention Janet when you can, you know. Yeah. Um, Kendrick wrote a song about it. Oh yeah, that's right. Justin. That's right. And so, uh, the one one of the things I wanted to say before we listen to the songs I wanted to listen to and, and get into our conversation is uh, there's a really good interview that he did with MTV in 1994, uh, which is just wild to think about. 1994, that's crazy. Um, and in that interview, um, basically one of the, his one of his famous quotes is this right here. Some of you may have heard it, some of you may not have heard of it. But I thought it'd be good for you to hear it if you if you haven't. Tupac says, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm not oh, says I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I'm guaranteed I will spark the brain that will change the world. That's our job. To spark somebody else watching us. And then another interesting tidbit I thought I was like, this is just wild and hilarious is that uh, there's been more music that has been released since Tupac's death than when he was alive. He died at 25. Uh, he sold over seven, uh, 75 million records worldwide, with the bulk of that coming after his death. Seven of his 11 platinum albums were released after he was dead. And, of course, there's people that think that he's not dead. Uh, which... I, don't, I mean, if he's going to come back, it was, it's been time for you to be back. Huh? He's just running things in the background. He's fine. Yeah, so, uh, and there's a whole thing, because he has an album called Machiavelli. Never heard of that album. And I will say, like, of all of the albums that you would, that I would encourage you to listen to, you should definitely enter Tupac's albums with caution. Uh, they are, they are, they are, they are uh, they're definitely, they're, they're good, but they're wild. They're wild, y'all. Uh, so, that being said, Let's just get into the songs. Two songs we're doing today are Ghetto Gospel and Who Do You Believe In? Mm -hmm. And oh, none of them Oh, you cannot find the edited versions. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> here's our disclaimer for, for the morning. Uh, these songs, look those up. The first one, which one is first? Uh, Ghetto Gospel. Ghetto Gospel. <laughs> so you're going to look up the lyrics on your phones. You can follow along or you don't, you don't want to. So there will be some uh, explicit content. Some dirty birds, as I like to say. Uh, so if you're offended by dirty birds, I'm sorry. And you can email me. And then I'll delete that email. Uh, <laughs> but you're welcome to email me. You can email someone else on staff to afford me to email. Then I'll delete that email. Uh, but all that to say, we can do it. There's, I think everybody's of age in here, so we're fine. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> and this song is Get a Gospel. Thank you. Thank you. 
that singing? Elton John. this song and uh, what do you see that we can definitely say yes we connect to this as people of faith this is something that we can get behind and see the value in this maybe some things that we may say wow that's a little different maybe not something that we would necessarily subscribe to um, and really anything else you oh there you go y'all got to pay our bills around here um, <laughs> you know it's fine 
the end of the world, whatever. Uh, the zombies are coming. It's fine. Uh, but we got dust on the Bible, so we're good. Uh, so yeah, break them to groups. And if the lights go out again, just take a nap. Okay, ready, break. Ready, go. And also, I love thinking about the fact that Elton John was approached to, to sing the hook in Ghetto Gospel. How did that conversation go? What are you doing this weekend? Yeah, who called who? Not, not much. They don't call him and say, hey, I want to be on a song with you. Well, it, came out, well, it depends on when that part was added. Yeah. If that, if that part was added, like, I don't know if it was added before or after his death, because the song was released in 05. Oh, wow. Because Eminem produced the song. Huh. Because, like, there's, so, so the, back to that fact about yeah. the, the albums, there's just, like, he's like, Tupac was like Prince and, like, so many other artists back then there's just I think Jay-Z's probably similar there's just like bolts of like stuff they just like would go in and just like record a song 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 I mean, what's Kendrick uh, say he, Kendrick recorded oh, yeah, 70 80 songs yeah exactly like, same thing with Kendrick it's like they're just in the lab just and then when they die people are like I think that actually was a good song let's release that song yeah yeah, yeah. they did with Michael Jackson too yeah exactly they did a whole yeah. album Okay, what'd you think about the song? Oh man, he's trying to get in and out before we had a conversation. I mean, I like the song. I'm intrigued by the outro. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Like, the Lord, can you hear me speak? To pay the price of being hellbound. Yeah. And that's just an interesting conclusion for where he thinks he's at. I think, maybe I'm reading that wrong. Say that again. He literally, Lord, can you hear me speak? To pay the price of being hellbound. Yeah, and what were you saying? I'm just saying, like, is he if he's talking about himself? Yeah. He's saying, Lord, can you hear me speak? I'm trying to speak on behalf, but I'm also trying to pay my price because I think I'm going to hell. Yeah. And that's an interesting. Want to get an identity piece of saying. Um, but if we're asking our questions of like, what does the person to say about God or the relationship with God? Like, very explicit. I hear God's hand on my brain, right uh, through me. Yeah, I mean, and, and there, and there's, there is a, uh, there is a theology out there that would definitely align with Pot and the way that he thinks about, like, it's automatically, it's the assumption that I am hellbound. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because, again, it's the, it's the difference in being a person who subscribes to original sin versus original blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Yeah. If so, you subscribe to the one, you're like, the whole time, we're just going down. Yeah. Because in some ways, if, you, if, if you're subscribed to original sin, then you're saying, ultimately, we're all hellbound and we're all trying to work our way into the good graces of God. Yeah. Which I wonder, I mean, I know a little bit about boxes. We went to jail several times. Yeah. Involvement stuff, but most people do like Sexual assault, violence, drugs, all, all of it. All of it. So our, if you already believe that, if you already have that core theology, like we're just trying to learn God's graces, and then you've done that, mm-hmm. there's a, probably an internal of that going because we can definitely believe in God. Because God's moving and active and like has a faith. But also, what is that faith when it bumps up with your life and it rubs up against them? Yeah. You need to go to the bathroom? I mean, I'm enjoying the conversation. Something about I'll wait until they start talking. Okay.
So, I'm intrigued, I would be intrigued to ask them, like, how would you define the gospel? Yeah. Like, how would you define the gospel? And then, like, how would you define the pops of ghetto high school? Yeah. And where do those things connect and don't connect? It's a good open question like that. Because I would just been interesting. Because one, I think sometimes we struggle to even define what gospel is. We're like, that's the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Who's Bobby Hutton? Uh, so, you know, Pac was being into Islam for a hot minute. Okay. And I, I think he's... He's a black activist? Yeah, he's a black activist. Right. I was like, I, I mean, I'm... Did you look that up or did you yeah, see that? That's yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Oh, it's about who? Billy? Who? He said Malcolm X or Bobby Hutton died for nothing. And I knew Malcolm X, but I didn't know who Bobby Hutton was. Did you look but up Bobby Hutton? They said he was a black activist and yeah. died, but I can click on more information on him. Yeah, but that's, yeah. Bobby Hutton, Lil Bobby, was a treasure and first recruit to join the Black Panther Party. And so he was really big into Black Panther. He had some Black Panther connections. Not, not the movie Black Panther. <laughs> I love making that joke. I love making the joke that people like go see go to go to see Black Panther and thought they were going to see a movie about the Black Panther Party. Yep, the show. Yep. Both both Fox parents and several people in his family were members of the Black Panther Party. Well, it's interesting you were talking about the the quote where he said, "I just want to inspire the rain." And like here, Kendrick Douglas, he first saw Tupac when he was recording a video with I think Snoop and Compton, and his dad took him to see him. Like had him on his shoulders, and he saw Tupac. Was just like, just like, and I forgot to mention, Tupac was he made history. He was the first hologram uh, musician to do a hologram uh, at Coachella with with uh, Snoop, yep. which was hilarious. Oh, this is just a. This is and it's interesting that everyone's ashamed of the youth because the truth looks strange. For me, it's reversed. We left the world. It's cursed and it hurts. It's a very interesting application of that too. Like you got like you're probably writing this in the '90s, right? Like you're looking around. That was really vibe. Like you're like, oh. Like, Pac, what are you? Are you? All right, maybe uh, one more minute. One more minute. I'm going to slip up. back. Okay. Yeah. You start with that question? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. We'll talk. 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 We'll talk.
All right, let's, uh, let's bring it back. So, um, you know, gospel. Let's first, first I just want to ask, um, so we have ghetto gospel. We have the gospel. So how would everyone in here define, what's the definition of the gospel, and what do we think is a general definition of what Pac's ghetto gospel is? Who has a definition for a gospel for me? It's a good news, right? Okay. What does that mean? It means a lot of different things, I guess. Yeah. All right. Anybody want to add on to that? Uh, I think, you know, as it relates to like the biblical gospel, it's that there's a, a salvation, salvation, the good news of salvation, there's an out, there's a, this world is a, is Any other? One more want to throw in on what is the gospel? Biblical gospel? Or is that a good robust definition for us? It's also, it's like, you matter, and you are loved. It's part of the gospel, and that you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like as much as you have salvation, like this life matters too, and there's something you can do with it. Okay. Alright, so ghetto gospel. What is, according to Pac, what is ghetto gospel? What is the ghetto gospel? But, so if I'm comparing and contrasting, yeah. if you're looking at the gospel, I think of it as the kingdom of God. Right, so here's how things work based on how God has set them up, and then the ghetto gospel is kind of the flip of that. Is here's how things work in my world based on the way things have been set up by me and my parents for the younger people mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Maybe not good news. Any of us want to add on to that ghetto gospel before we hear from the groups? I don't think the gospel is necessary. I didn't read it thinking that the gospel is different. Um, okay. When I hear the word gospel, I think of story. Like the gospel is storytelling. I mean, not that it wasn't real, but it's told, you know, story. And I think ghetto gospel versus gospel is the gospel is the same, but it's the context and who's doing the storytelling. So mm-hmm. with the environment, you know, everybody grows up in different cultures and there's different stories. And so still the same truth, but it's just what it looks mm-hmm. like in his world versus, we were talking about an hour, yeah, white gospel. girl, Tennessee world. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's very different. Greenwood gospel. Yeah. And what our sins look like versus their sins. Right. You know, and what's, is that any worse than, you know, things that we do? Okay. So, okay. Any others want to add on to that before we go around? I mostly agree with what she just said. I think also part of it is, you know, back to slavery, the Bible is used as a weapon against us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a form to keep us under control. And so as time went on, a lot of black families chose not to accept what was being taught. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he's using that title to bring back that the gospel is. Good. Okay, let's start with this group. We'll work on the end of this group. Okay, so give me your thoughts on the song. What lines stood out? What what you talked about? Mm-hmm. 
pulled because I chose to smoke a blunt instead of a beer with my homies. That's what we were talking about, like how how to smoke a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> step by step. <laughs> Um, no, like how to, like how to, how we kind of think about that. Right. Like, yes, so, like sometimes we can hear that. And be like, yes. <laughs> but we kind of, you know, we kind of like <laughs> take a step back and like, you know, what's what's really different from like what really makes them different from us.
but him still wanting to make it better. He just wants people to see it first. Right. That's good. That's good. Anything else? That's great. So I didn't know this. Eminem produced this. Yeah. So this was again one of the songs. I mean, like, and we were talking about this earlier. You know, you look at um, probably every artist out there records so much music, mm -hmm. and this is just one of the many songs that Tupac had, you know, recorded but never got a release while he was alive. And so Eminem produced produced this album, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, he changed the the background track from mm -hmm. so from uh, Tracy Chapman's Crossroads, which is a very different song. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> to Indian Summer. Rainy and Sunset by Elton John, probably to get Elton John to do the hook. That's wild. Yeah. Not that it has to do with it, maybe. But he, and I want to hear that version of track there. <laughs> yeah. Alright, <laughs> uh, what'd you guys talk about? Oh, we kind of talked about the same thing with like the when he raps, he goes blind. Mm -hmm. Um we also were looking at the the line said explanatory but he's just saying like we need to take down these filters and these lenses that we put on people and just go for equality it's like we're all human like we're all in this together and, and we just are so consumed about things that don't matter and I get it it's frustrating okay how about y'all screw what did y'all talk about um Andy actually brought up this line and ever since he brought it up it's been like really sitting on my heart um we were talking about everyone's ashamed of the youth because the truth looks strange and for me it's reversed we left them a world that's cursed and it hurts that's just like oh man because it's you know there's definitely a theme of judgment you know throughout this whole thing but in this part he's like choosing personal accountability over judgment which is like so much easier you know, because we can just say, like, oh, look at these young people, look at these millennials, like, you know, this world is hopeless with the generation that's coming up. But he's saying, like, okay, what part have we had in this? Like, you know, we've left them this world. Like, we've lived our lives, and it's like, you know, we're judging and pointing at them, but it's like, what have we done to help them? You know, that just was like, oh, that was a really good thing. What else? Anything else? something? I'm just say, soaking it all in. No, what, what was the thing you, you said you thought it was interesting? Oh, the last line? Yeah. I wasn't sure if we hit it. No, I, we didn't I, hit it. No, save the it. very last... I was waiting to see if else was going to say it. Yeah, the very... The outro, the very last line. If someone will read that for me, because I didn't pull it up on my phone. Lord, can you hear me speak to pay the price of being held bound? Yeah, Lord, can you hear me speak to pay the price of being held bound? 
I just think that's an interest. Like there is a identity piece in that of saying, I'm speaking on behalf of you, God, but also I feel like I'm paying the price of going to hell. And that is an interesting conversation. And maybe I'm reading it differently than other people, but I see that and go, there's a theology of judgment in itself. There's a theology of uh, positioning himself in a way that says, hey, God, I'm trying to atone for my own sins. I'm trying to atone for the things that I've already done. And I just think it's a very interesting piece. I don't know how it just really stood out to me. Any thoughts on that before we go to the next song? Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I mean, I I, 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 would agree, I agree with you, um, and I think a lot of that's wrapped up in, you know, there's obviously the theology of of um, original sin, yeah. and we're all kind of like these sinful, hell-bound people, and you know, we're trying to earn the grace of God so we can get into heaven, yeah. versus this idea of original blessing where the first things that are said about us from God is that we are good. Walk, we kind of walk into this into this blessing of, 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 of sorts. So we live out of that. We're not trying to like gain something, but live into something. Yeah, and we talked about what's the reality of if you believe in like you believe original sin, like I'm already trying to earn my way there, yeah. and then you're doing things that you feel like are not earning your way there. And we know that Tupac was involved in many different things, from right. drugs to crime to this. Like, what is that? How does that impact the way that you view the world? And there are many people that do that. They already believe in the beginning that they've got to earn anything. And then as soon as you make a mistake, you're just like making this slide way worse. And yet there's also a sense in the song that I'm caught, like God's riding through me. And that's just a weird, there's some tension in that. And I think it's good tension. Uh, go ahead. No, it just seems like a like this um, battle of still having consequences for the sin, even though your heart might be in the right place now, there's still, because of what you've done in the past, still a consequence. Yeah. Yeah. All those consequences. Yeah. You go look, look at the lyrics on the Tracy Chapman song. It's, uh, <laughs> it fits this. It's like almost if you try to step back and think, okay, who wrote this? You put it on that track for a reason. Right. Could it be that he heard that song and it and spurred something in his head to drive to this song? Because it's I didn't listen to the Elton John song I was really that. I've never heard that song. Those two songs could be good. Okay, so we'll put that in the emails or homework. We I think we're out of time really. How long is the other song? Uh, I think it's like four minutes. Well we don't have time. Let's do it next week. We'll do it next week. There's more. too much. Too, we gotta have more Tupac. Yeah. So, so go listen to some Tupac this week. Pick Tupac one week. random Tupac song and listen to it. Good luck. It's like playing Russian roulette. Roll the dice and see what happens. Get a donut. We'll see you next. Spotify week. number one most listeners. Ambition is a ride.